Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley. And I know it's been a little while since we talked. I decided to take the three-day weekend and make it a four-day weekend, maybe even a five-day weekend. If you look at how many podcasts I did, might have been a five-day weekend. But we are back, and we are going to kick things off with the always important Case-Shiller Index And not only did it not show that there is a slowdown happening, but we actually saw another record month. Now, remember, Case Shiller is about a three-month lag. So we're talking about the month of March. We're not talking about now. So this is talking about March. That's very important because you hear all these conversations about the housing market is slowing. And in fact, we're going to talk about a great piece by Connor Sen. Uh, over at Bloomberg in just a second, where he's saying that maybe you shouldn't jump on the housing market right now just because there are signs that things are slowing. So this is three months ago in March, record price appreciation, according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller U.S. National Home Price NSA Index that reported that home prices were up 20.6% when compared to the same time one year ago. And that is up from what we saw in February when prices were up 20% year over year. So still seeing growth back in March. And in fact, the month over month increase was 2.1%. So from February to March, 2.1% price appreciation up from 1.9% in February. And then the real just, crazy number, the 20-city composite posted a whopping 21.2% year-over-year gain that was higher than the previous month at 20.3% and higher than what economists were projecting. I don't know why, but they actually projected that it was going to fall at 20%. (laughs) I don't know why anyone... I mean, listen, I'm not even an economist, and I knew that home prices were still appreciating in March. You do wonder though, I know I say this like every time with Case Shiller and it's like, oh, the next report's the biggest report, but we may actually see somewhat of a slide or I should say a little bit of a slowdown in maybe the next report. So we, we will see the next one will be for the month of April and that's when we saw mortgage rates really kind of skyrocket because they were happening in March but I think they really reached those like crazy numbers that we saw. That was in April. But there was something that was interesting about this report. So after 33 months in a row, or I should say there's something surprising about this report because like I said, I, I expected there to be pretty close to record growth in March. This was surprising. After 33 months in a row, Phoenix was finally dethroned as the city with the biggest year-over-year price appreciation, Tampa is now number one. 34.8% year-over-year. <laughs> and what's crazy is Miami, another place in Florida, is number three, up 32% year-over-year. Phoenix is now number two. I mean, great. 33 months in a row, Phoenix saw the most price appreciation than any other city in the country. (laughs) 
for 33 months. Maybe that's the sign of a slowdown. Phoenix finally reached the top. Phoenix was number two at 32.4%. Craig Lazara, managing director at S&P, said there were no signs of a slowdown yet. In fact, it was just the opposite. Those of us who have been anticipating a deceleration in the growth rate of U.S. home prices will have to wait at least one month longer for both national and the 20-city composite. March's reading was the highest year-over-year price change on record. (laughs) So no slowdown yet. We did not see a slowdown in March. And of course, when we get the case Schiller, we also get the Federal Housing Finance Agency Home Price Index, which also was a record, by the way. Year-over-year price appreciation of 18.7% at the end of March, which, of course, was the end of Q1 2022. So they're saying is is that prices were up 18.7% compared to the end of Q1 2021, and they had month-over-month price appreciation a little bit slower 1.5%. So only 1.5% price appreciation. And regionally, the mountain region led the way in Q1 with home prices up 24.7%. That's, of course, is year over year, followed by the South Atlantic up 22.9%. And then East South Central region up 21.4%. And not surprisingly, the Monthly gains were also led by the mountain region up 2.6% just month over month. I mean, that's, that's, that's almost 3% gains month over. That's like a, that's like a Netflix <laughs> back when Netflix was seeing crazy growth. Uh, East South Central was a little behind up 2.2% month over month. And then the South Atlantic up 1.6% month over month and then not surprisingly we just mentioned two big cities two of the top three were in florida so of course florida led all states according to the fhfa's hpi with 29.8 percent year over year growth at the end of q1 almost 30 percent for the state and i'm sure A lot of that was the craziness that's happening in Tampa and Miami. Uh, Arizona was the second state, up 27.5%. And Utah, up 26.8% at number three. So, yeah, we haven't seen a slowdown yet, but I think April is going to be interesting because March, kind of the middle of March is when you kind of saw the mortgage rates start to rise at a very quick pace. And so... The end of March could have been impacted, but we didn't see it because of all the craziness happening in the beginning of March. So April would probably be a better indicator because those rates were really being felt and they continued to rise throughout the entire month. And so I think April's report is going to be very interesting. But of course, we are talking about from three months ago and anyone looking at the market now would tell you, yeah, things are slowing down. So much so that Connor Sen actually wrote a piece over at Bloomberg telling buyers to maybe hold off on this cooling market, which is kind of funny because obviously I'm in the 
mortgage industry and it'd be like i would never tell anyone not to buy a home right you should it's always a good time to buy <laughs> no i mean it's it's I'm never going to sell you a product that you don't. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I got in the mortgage industry is that I like the idea of selling people something that they actually wanted versus other sales jobs where you feel like you're selling people things they don't want. Usually when someone's coming to you to get a mortgage, it's because they want a mortgage. You're not, you're not cold calling people saying, hey, would you like to buy a house? <laughs> that's not what's happening in the mortgage industry. And so it all depends on personal preference, but Connor sent out a very interesting piece where he was saying that you know, there are signs that things are cooling off, slowing down, but maybe you shouldn't rush to buy a home. And his re- he basically has three reasons for this. There's three reasons why he recommends not rushing into the housing market right now. So he says, okay, number one is that we're exiting the seasonally strongest period of the year. So even in a normal housing market, which hopefully we'll be at very soon, you'd expect the supply of houses to rise and prices to flatten over the next few months. So in general, if you haven't found what you want by Memorial Day, there's no reason to buy a place in a hurry. Uh, The second reason is that for the first time since the pandemic, the market is softening, which is not entirely true, because if you remember at the end of 2021, we were seeing some softening. And then, of course, 2022 hit and rates started rising and everyone freaked out and the market got lit on fire again. But it was somewhat softening at the end of 21. The problem is that's a really bad time. Most people are not buying homes. You know, you got the holidays, the new year, and just it's not a time when people are looking to buy homes. So you have sort of a natural slowdown that usually happens, uh, and it was happening. And that's why everyone was predicting that 2022 may not be as crazy as 21, and then things got even crazier in some parts of the country. And so he's saying is, is there's going to be more homes for sale in about a month that are not here today, and the percentage of homes taking price cuts, while still below normal, is rising. We've talked about that here on the podcast. And the third reason is that what's happening with the overall economy, which is showing signs of weakness. Longer term interest rates have actually been declining in recent weeks, and that's starting to show up in mortgage rates. And in fact, Sen argues if the economy continues to deteriorate, which there's no evidence it's not, the conversation on mortgage rates could shift from whether or not rates will hit 6% to whether or not they'll fall below 5%. And so he's making an interesting argument. He's saying, listen, there might be more inventory, there might be lower prices, and rates might be lower. I mean, that's a pretty good argument if you are thinking about buying. Now, the reality is when most people are buying a home, all of this, sure, they'd love all of these scenarios to be the best, but a lot of times you have to move for life reasons. You know, you got a new job, um, you want to downsize, you have to downsize, you need more space because you had another kid or someone else is moving in or whatever it may be. That's the reason you're looking to buy. It's not because, oh, it's a perfect time to buy and rates are here and inventory's there. But if you are someone who is more flexible, then Sen is arguing that maybe waiting a few weeks may be better when it comes to buying. And yeah, I know it's weird me telling people, maybe you shouldn't buy right now. 
<laughs> but I'm just pointing out, this is what Connor Sen is arguing over at Bloomberg. And even he points out, conditions might not work out exactly as I expect, but it still makes sense for home buyers to wait until the picture is clearer. And yeah, I mean, let's face it, anyone trying to make economic forecasts right now is, I mean, not that it, economic forecasts are ever easy, but right now it seems incredibly difficult <laughs> in trying to predict what's going to be. Like I said, economists, I mean, I can believe they thought that in March, home prices were going to start slowing down. April's going to be the month to watch. And then before we go, consumer confidence, uh, another sign about what's speaking of the overall economy. There you go. That was the better transition. Speaking of the overall economy, consumer confidence fell slightly in May after a slight uptick in April. So month over month, the conference board consumer confidence index fell to 106.4 down slightly from the 108.6 in April. Now, year over year, it's about nine points down. It was at 117.2 in May of 2021, and it was an all-around decline with both the present and expectations index down for the month. However, consumers are still twice as confident about current economic conditions versus what they think will be happening in the next six months. So people are still concerned about a recession on the horizon. The present index, or excuse me, the present situation index fell 3.3 points to 149.6. And this was thanks to a drop in the number of consumers who said jobs were plentiful down to 51.8% down from 54.8 the previous month. And the expectations index was down 1.5 points to 77.5. Thanks to 14.5% of consumers who expect their incomes will decrease, which is up from the 13.2% in the previous month. Lynn Franco, Senior Director of Economic Indicators at the Conference Board, said rising rates along with inflation are putting a dent in demand for big ticket items, which makes sense. She said, quote, meanwhile, purchasing intentions for cars, homes, major appliances, and more all cooled, likely a reflection of rising interest rates and consumers pivoting from big ticket items to spending on services. Vacation plans have also softened due to rising prices. Indeed, inflation remains top of mind for consumers with their inflation expectations in May virtually unchanged from the elevated levels that we saw in April. So this is a sign that the overall economy is starting to slow down, kind of along with the housing market, which makes sense that <laughs> the housing is a big part of the economy. So it makes sense that both of them would start to show signs of slowing at around the same time. Now we don't actually have any evidence of slowing because of the lag of the case Schiller index. But as we know, and we've talked about many times here on the podcast from sellers dropping their prices, inventory levels up, you can see that there are signs that they're softening. We just don't have, the hard data yet that data has not not come we will see what happens in next month's case shiller report all right guys we got to go but before we go 
Let you know what's going to be happening today at 7 a.m. As always, it is Wednesday. I know the short work weeks throwing everyone off. Uh, it is Wednesday, though, and so we will be getting mortgage demand and rate data from the Mortgage Bankers Association. And then at 9 a.m., the JOLT data. And this is big because a lot of people were saying the labor market may be tightening. But the last JOLT report showed, what, almost 11 million job openings. And so as long as there's 11 million job openings, the labor market is not tightening. <laughs> there's options out there for people. And so if we start to see a pullback in the JOLT report, that could be a sign that things are starting to slow down in the overall economy. So all eyes on that report at 9 a.m. We'll be talking about it on tomorrow's podcast. But you guys, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you back here Thursday morning. And remember... As always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.